You gotta have a hammer to drive the nail. I've told y'all this before. Why do you always go there? It's obvious. I mean, it's not obvious. It's not it's obvious, obvious at all. So the man, the man is 5'7", well, 14. He's not 5'7", either. 5'2". Yeah, there you go. And wears a 14. Why would your mind allow you to even think another... Like, this is a dude, dude. I know, and I love, I love people that lay dick. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Pivot. And we're going to... <laughs> straight from there. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cow pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling got me up. Uh, on the mission got me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on the vision I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless. Take a stomach cow pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Uh, Way I'm feeling got me up. Uh, on the mission got me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, we are at the Pro Bowl. Uh, 2024 Pro Bowl in Orlando. We had the championship games. Baltimore Ravens, Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs prevail. San Francisco 49ers and Detroit Lions. San Francisco 49ers prevail. I say all that to say I picked both games wrong. Mm -hmm. Multiple times, matter of fact. As in, had a chance to do it early in the week, picked it wrong. Had an opportunity to watch more film and change my mind and still picked it wrong. So... Whoever I pick in the Super Bowl, pick the other team, bet big on them. Uh, Chan, from the AFC side of it, what's some of your observations? And you had some interesting thoughts outside of just football, too. First off, football-wise, man, like, what Todd Munkin did to the Ravens, that approach of the Ravens, bro, I think was the dumbest thing in the world. I honestly do. I just think, why would you put the ball in Lamar's hands in the pocket 40 times after he did what he did in the divisional round. Like, it, it's just, it's, it's mind-boggling to me to see that they didn't run the ball. And when they ran the ball... Gus Edwards, yeah. Uh, Hill, mm -hmm. they, they could produce. They were the number one, rushing, number one rushing team in the league when they were locked in. People get scared of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They think, hey, they're going to score. They got to score, so we got to score. And I really do think it's a pregame thing where they get so scared of it, bro. You don't not have to do that with them. Mm -hmm. Play your game. And that's the thing. I think Todd Munkin, who people talked about it. They've talked about it all week. He won national championships in college, but he's never done it in the league. He jumped around, and yeah. I respect Todd Munkin. Like, I think he's a good coach, yeah. but I think he nutted up. There's a phrase I've used on our threads. I think he nutted up with that. And I don't think he put Lamar in the best situation to win that game. And also, I hate the narrative that Lamar was trying to prove something to the world by sitting in the pocket. Y'all know how it is. Freddie and you on different sides of the ball. You look at the approach. When you walk into, and not even the AFC-NFC championship game. Bro, when you walk in on Monday and you see the approach to the next game, if you're DC and you play for a very good defensive yeah, team, you for play sure. for one of the best... I'll say at the lowest top four defensive teams in the league, in, in the world, the history of football. If we're blitzing, if everything we're doing is blitzing, you're gonna, your mind is more aggressive. Yes, for sure. If we're gonna go out there and we're gonna run the ball and everything is running, you're looking at the, you're looking at the game plan like, okay, I gotta go get off. When they approached the AFC championship game and Lamar saw all those drop back passes, they saw all those deep ass routes that they were running, Lamar had to look at that as this is what we can win. So for people to say Lamar was trying to prove something, I think Todd Munkin and the Ravens made him think that way 
and it's a way he has not thought all season when he was a MVP candidate with another approach to football. Yeah, so before you go, Freddie T, do you agree with what Chan says about the way it was approached, or how do you feel about the game plan and as it pertains to the way Lamar approached the game? I got to agree with Chan a thousand quadrillion percent. I think they showed up and said, hey, let's get in the huddle. Let's trick him. Let's surprise him. Let's drop back and throw the ball 80% of the time. As a matter of fact, it was 82% of the time that they decided to drop back and pass the ball. But we're going to throw to OBJ in the fourth quarter. One of the best receivers, still one of the best receivers in the NFL. He didn't get a pass, I think, until maybe late in the third, maybe early fourth. And he had juice, too. And he had juice. He was ready to go. And this is a guy who's been there. The other guys hadn't been there. This guy has a Super Bowl. And if you look at a lot of the, the clips that came from you guys in NFL films, Lamar run the ball. I didn't see a design run by Lamar like only once in the first quarter, in the first half. It was a fourth and one. Mm -hmm. They called a quarterback power off the right side, which I thought Lamar should have took to the house, but he was playing with a stiff arm, and that took away from his speed and his burst. I digress. He didn't score. But I didn't like the game plan. I think they got to this game and just totally changed up everything. I know Munkin from being a receivers coach in Jacksonville years ago, as you like to say, Freddie, you old as shit. Yeah, you it was it was a long time ago. And Todd is a good dude. I'm glad he's graduated to that point. But I think they got to the biggest game of, of all of their lives, one of the biggest games, and said, you know what? We're going to change our identity. A lot of people has given Dan Campbell a lot of criticism about gambling and doing what he did, but he didn't change up. The Ravens changed up in one of the biggest moments. They should have won that game. And because they came with a different identity, they didn't allow their star players to use their strengths, which is Lamar running the ball, putting pressure on the defense to stop the run. They, 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 they're where they, they are where they belong. They're home on vacation. Here at the Pro Bowl games, when they should be getting ready, practicing for the, the Niners, I think they deserve to be I where they the, are. I think the other thing is, too, is when, the, when your imperfections are magnified, which everything is in those games, in the AFC championships, in the Super Bowls, you have to be aware of those imperfections. When there's something that you don't do great, you have to remember what you do great. If I can throw the football, if we can win with drop back passing, and that's a part of our game plan, we do it. But what happens when it fails? Right. You know, the saying goes, any plan that can't be adjusted is a bad plan. That, to me, is why the plan was bad. It's not necessarily that you devised something that didn't work or something that went away from, from character or something that went away from the culture or chemistry you built. It's that when it wasn't working, you stubbornly stayed with it. Like, that's more my issue. And because we've seen games where Lamar has played well from that position. Lamar has made big throws. This team has made big plays from the pocket. And so you have built that confidence. But it's like anything else, like in real life, right? In, in real life, we all go to what we find comfortable when we're in the midst of adversity. Whether it's a person, whether it's a meditation, whether it's a prayer, whether it's a place, a book, whatever it is. Like in football, for me, 
when things got uncomfortable, I always resorted to physicality. Because I could control that. Like, I knew I couldn't go lock Randy Moss up, but I knew if you gave me a small space, I like me. Get that bitch in the hill. Yeah, you know, and, and so I think that for me, that was the thing, was that when it started going bad, and the, the clip Freddie mentioned is such a powerful clip, because Odell is telling him, we are so dynamic when you run. Mm -hmm. When you do that, that's different from what anybody in the world can do. That's like, pressure. Think about this. The LeBrons and the Kobe's and the Jordans, the Tom Brady's, the Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, there was never a day I had an opportunity to wake up and I was going to be the best safety that ever played. Mm -hmm. It was an impossibility for me, right? Lamar can wake up some days and be the best to ever do a particular thing. And I feel like if you have that, you got to depend on that. You got to resort to that. And in turn, I think not doing that, and maybe it's just me because I've gotten a lot of flack for this. I think not doing that does affect his resume, does affect his perception, does affect his legacy. All of those things are hindered by not showing up in those moments and becoming the best you. But, RC, I got, I, got to, I got to push back because we were just, like you're saying, I know we're at Pro Bowl weekend right now. We had this beautiful... Evermore, Evermore. yeah. This shit's crazy. <laughs> this shit is crazy. Got a goddamn lake that's not a lake, that's a pool lake. So we were just sitting there, and we were talking to Peyton Manning tonight. Mm -hmm. What if you made Peyton Manning run a read option? Yeah. Who's going to respect the option of the read? Because he's Peyton Manning. He handed it off. And he throw, he runs a 7-4-40. Nobody is getting Peyton Manning. That's the thing where you're saying. And I think the, the, the problem with what they did to Lamar in that game was the mindset of what they told him to do in the, that game. The mindset, the, the mindset made him hesitant. Made him hesitant because I have 40 pass attempts this game. Okay, so here's my question. If we're in a basketball game, right? We're in a basketball game. And for some odd reason... The plan for Michael Jordan is no, no matter what, we stay with the triangle. If the triangle isn't working, what we gonna get? Watch out. What we gonna get? If Kobe Bryant's in the same position, you know what LeBron said Kobe was doing when he was like, he's like, that's it, get the out of here. <laughs> Pull that triangle sideways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that triangle's become so, a square. Football's a different game, correct? Like football, you can't do those. I marked down in my notebook five different plays where he could have taken off running. And I do believe that it wasn't a hesitancy as much as it was, I've had success doing this throughout the year. Jacksonville, right. the pass to Isaiah Likely, yeah. that's down the field, and it's eight seconds. Even that went away. Even, yeah. even the tight end went away. Because like, Mark Andrews came back. They, yeah, but yes. And sometimes it's not always the right time. Timing is a whole lot. And it changed the game plan, right? Because Likely... Those crossers and scenes, outs, like he was tearing all that up. So a lot happened for them, but I think that... Um... So my question to you is, being the OG, right, we, we get into the conversation of legacy, right, of, of resume. And if we look at the resumes of the AFC quarterbacks, it's going to be compared to Patrick Mahomes. Always. And he's going to affect everybody's resume. And what I was saying with Channing was, like, the talk of legacy, and I'm glad you brought, brought up Peyton Manning. Lamar Jackson's trajectory and resume reads like Peyton Manning, right? Excellent regular season quarterback that fails to be as good in the playoffs and win. Because so, of who? He had to deal with Tom. 
he got to deal with Tom. Exactly. You know, that was Everybody got to deal with Pat, Fred. It is, so, it is deal with him. so much right here, right now, because when you talk to not just Lamar, but all of the great quarterbacks, it's about winning championships. If you don't win a championship, like if you're that guy and you don't win a championship, it does affect your legacy. So you push back on RC, but I agree with RC. That's exactly what it's about. And until Lamar is able to prove that he can cross, even just get to the Super Bowl, not, not just win one, but you got to get there, then his legacy is going to be impacted. Peyton, they questioned Peyton for a while. Mm -hmm. Then he won it in 07. Then he went further to win it again. You're talking about the GOATs, what GOATs, like real GOATs have in common, not just system guys. That's why I said so much to unpack because of the conversation with Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. Is he a system guy, game changer, playmaker, what have you? If you can win a Super Bowl at one place under a system that you've been a part of for, let's just say, 10 years, then leave and go do it again, you got to be in that GOAT conversation, right? And that legacy is intact. Yeah, I think what's, what's just tough for me with Lamar, and, I, and I'll speak for myself, I've gotten it from, you know, from people who are not black, and I've gotten it from black people as well in saying that this was very impactful culturally, right? And I mentioned Doug Williams. I'm from Louisiana. Doug Williams is part of my family, knows my father, my uncles. Like, I watched my father cry mm -hmm. early 80s when that happened. Like, I, I understand that. Um, and so I'm not saying that that didn't move us forward. You know, and then we've also had Patrick Mahomes. We'd have Russell Wilson. And everybody was approaching it as if I was saying that those people weren't black enough. But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this, no matter how we cut it, Patrick Mahomes, as great as he is, and seen as a black man, is also biracial. Patrick Mahomes grew up with a father who was in the major leagues. Russell Wilson grew up suburban with both of his parents in a certain way, whereas the culture understands Lamar Jackson. When Lamar Jackson goes back to South Florida to those neighborhoods, he not only embraces the neighborhood, he represents the neighborhood. And so that means he gets the pushback from the other side. You can't dress this way, you can't talk this way, you can't lead this way, you can't play this way. And so for me, I wanted him to have the opportunity to dispel all of those things by just rising to the occasion. For me, it wasn't about the wins and losses as it is the accomplishments validating who he is in totality. And so I think for me, I go I always go back to the John Harbaugh Lamar Jackson conversation in Cincinnati in 2019 where he sat next to, him, next to him and he said, do you know how many kids are gonna buy that jersey to wear that number because of you? And to me, I'm listening to John Harbaugh and I'm saying to myself, oh, he gets it. He gets that this kid is different. He gets that this kid embraces a different thing than we've ever seen a star quarterback in this league embrace. And I do think, at least in my opinion, I think Lamar knows that too. And I do believe in those moments that can weigh on you. And when that pressure gets heavy, it is something that's so difficult to lift in those moments. And it doesn't help when the dude on the other side is one of the greatest we've ever seen. If all three of those guys that RC mentioned were to go to the Hall of Fame today, today, right? And the Hall of Famers get an opportunity to have, you know, performers come. You, Pick your artist, musician, whatever, come do your, host your party or do your party for you. If those three guys you mentioned, uh, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and, and Lamar Jackson, 
were to go to Hall of Fame today and have parties, who do you think they would choose as artists? Lamar's gonna bring Kodak. That's a, that's, you might not even have to say no more, but that just- And bringing Phil Collins. Phil is in a bad guy, but I'm just proving RC's point. And it wasn't a bad, like your point was amazing, like you hit it on the head. Lamar is an MVP, correct? Right. He's the Double, best. Two times. Two times. Should the, be. Right. He, he's about to win another he's on, MVP. Yeah. He's the best football player in the world. You understand why Lamar doesn't have. When y'all were watching the game, I was looking at Patrick Mahomes throw the ball to Travis Kelsey, and the next second, I was looking at my homeboy and my auto mm -hmm. and all that bullshit. Why does Lamar Jackson, who's a two time MVP, not have those commercials? Thank just just people out there. Because the, the, it's it's about familiarity. It's think about what that. you feel you can sell. It's about think what feels good to you. What, yeah. And what? we and we don't make those decisions. We don't make those decisions. Michael Vick, who's a friend of all of us. Michael Vick, my ace. Why is there not a Lamar Jackson experience? You remember that commercial, mm -hmm. where it was like a ride where Vick was jumping over people. Why does Lamar Jackson not have that right now through everything? What are what are his endorsements? You know why? Because Lamar Jackson, they don't like the way he talks. They don't like his hair. They don't like that he's a 100%. And Mike's like that, but Mike's quiet. And I'll tell Mike to his face. That's why it's not. Why does Lamar Jackson not have the same endorsements? Why does Lamar Jackson not sitting there with John Harbaugh talking about that bullshit that we see with him and Andy Reid talking about, let me give you your nugs? Y'all know that commercial? Mm -hmm. why, why is Lamar Jackson not talking about the nugs and, Jim, and John Harbaugh is trying to get his nugs? Why not? Because Lamar Jackson is too crazy to say. I, he's too black. He's too black. They just said it. Lamar. That's why Lamar said people don't have the hair I have. Because people have the, the color of skin I have, but people don't have the hair I have. People don't talk like me. Lamar Jackson is 100% South Florida. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I've been in Miami for 20. Freddie, we've been down there a long time. He is too black. Patrick Mahomes is black, but he's not going to set it, man. But That's other, why. Other, explain other piece, to other, me. Bro, I just want y'all to explain to me so, so, why Lamar Jackson, why Lamar Jackson is not on every commercial so, that Patrick Mahomes is on, so that Josh Allen's on. Please explain that to me. So, so, so with Patrick Mahomes, we do have to acknowledge that Patrick Mahomes has won two Super Bowls. He's won two Super Bowls, and Patrick Mahomes is on a trajectory now in the first six years of his career like we've never seen anyone. He's on a trajectory of Tom Brady's first six years, years of team success, but back in best of Tom Brady's MVP sort of success on the field. So it's, 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 it's the greatest we've, we've ever seen. seen. We've never seen it. So that's why, yeah, so that's why he's that. But speaking of Lamar in particular, I do feel that that is part of it. I do feel that people who have a certain brand don't understand how to have someone like him represent that brand. 
And also, I don't believe they are necessarily marketing to people who would love him, to people who would connect with him. Because the Mikes of the world and the Alicia's of the world, they can connect to Lamar's talent. They, they could sit at home and they could say, man, I think that this guy is such a good football player. But the, the dichotomy, right, and, and the polar opposites of watching Patrick Mahomes walk into the game with the sunglasses, the velvet double-breasted and the tie, and then Lamar with the do-rag and the, the jogging suit, the sweatsuit with the pants sagging, it's a, different, it's a different thing to sell. But like what I love about him is that he's just authentically himself. Always. And that he hasn't changed that because so many times we feel like we do have to assimilate, right? We do have to find a way to compromise parts of ourselves in order to be loved, in order to be accepted, in order to be thought of as good enough. And I love that he has it. Now, along with that, he has to win. Because no matter what we think about this game, individual success is amazing. When that individual success equals team success, that's when we start to value the human. And I think that's where he needs to get. I think uh, it also goes back to representation, right? He came in the door. There were a lot of question marks and red flags because of who his representation was. His mom was his agent. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have to look <laughs> Another at... Another authentic move to me. Correct. Very authentic. You have to look at the team behind him. What sort of machine does he have behind him when it comes to marketing? That question, I don't, I don't know the answer to, but... That's, that's a very good point. That's also something you have to look into because as good as Lamar has been, from MVP, potential MVP. You look at other guys that have national spots and commercials, you would say Lamar should have these same opportunities. What's driving those opportunities? Like, who's working for him? Does he even care about that? You know, and not even really to tap into what I did early on in my career, but I wanted to be back home in South Florida with my friends and family on South Beach. A mistake I made, if I could do it again, that would help my marketability and the exposure, which potentially could have helped you know, my, when it came to, like, Pro Bowl voting and all of that, when I, when I knocked, not me, but when they knocked Jacksonville for having a small market, I didn't take advantage of those opportunities. Isn't Lamar taking full advantage of it? Does he even want to be that guy? That's another, that, those are the questions. Yeah, and I think, you know, Lamar sort of falls into more of a category of how Cam Newton right. was viewed. I think had Cam won that Super Bowl, because Cam was a little more eccentric, yeah. Right? But Cam still, I think to us, he identified with the culture mm -hmm. and the culture grasped onto that. And so I think Cam winning one would have done a lot of the same things I'm talking about that a Patrick or Russell winning doesn't do. On the other side of that, Cam comes out after Brock Purdy has the second half he has against Green Bay and doubles down, double down. He doubled down on the game changer thing. And he said that, you know, he said that He's the 10th best player on his team. And if you run through it, that's probably not far off because he's fifth or sixth best player offensively. And so when you look at what Cam said after watching Brock Purdy play the second half in the way that he did, did that change your mind about Brock? And do you think Brock is more of a difference maker now than you did before? Brock's better than Trent Dilfer. What was that? 2000, mm -hmm. 2002, yeah. or 2000 Ravens. Right. Brock's better than Brad Johnson. 
2002 bucks. Right. Yep. Amazing defenses. But Brock ain't much above that. Mm. To be honest. When you look at the Kirk... So I have a question. So when you look no. at the Tua Tungvaloas and the Kirk Cousins of the world, the Dak Prescotts, where does... Because we all know it's not that top tier of talent, right? It's not. But, Brock, but where, Brock but where is, is he with those guys? Brock, on other, on other teams, Brock is not making a change on those other teams. When you How have you know? Fred Warner, you have Trent... Fred Warner, know? Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, you have Ward, the cornerback. You have all these guys, like you're saying, he's he's not even the top ten best player on that team. John Lynch is the real MVP, Fred. <laughs> John Lynch is the real MVP. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan's offense is the real MVP. Brock Purdy is good. Brock Purdy's the one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the world. But bro, you can throw you can throw a number of quarterbacks on that team and still make that team good. That team could be in the Super Bowl without Brock Purdy, and that's how that's how I believe. That's how I think about: is he a difference maker, and he's a game changer? Because Cam's my man. Is he a game changer or is he a game manager? And that those words have got so crossed up, it's and difficult. it's difficult to say. Because but... in a way, you're, you're game. You're, everybody's a game manager of their system. But who goes above the X's and O's? It's X's and O's, and I don't think Brock Purdy. I love how you say that. I don't think Brock Purdy goes above the X's and O's. He 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 ran. He ran in the second half of the NFC Championship, and I love that. And I like that he got those first downs. But you can you can throw a number of quarterbacks, Fred. I swear to God, you can throw a number of quarterbacks in that same system in that same game, and they'll still win that game in the second half. They try. They they try with Garoppolo. They try with Garoppolo. Garoppolo went to the Super Bowl. They try with Trey. They try with Trey. They they try with Jimmy G. This guy got both of them out of there. It's Garoppolo. Listen, wait. Let let me finish my point. Right? You're talking about game changer. If he didn't kick into game changer mode, their ass would be on vacation. They were down 17. This young kid went out there and played his ass off. He played lights out. That 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 candle, that light, if he didn't make the passes he made or the runs he made, they're home. So without him, just go back last year when he got injured against Philly. After he got hurt, what happened? Bitch, they had me at quarterback, Fred. It was four deep. Christian McCaffrey played quarterback. When he got hurt, this motherfucker's taking shotgun snaps, Fred. You proved my point. Without Brock Purdy, without Garoppolo went. How did they get there? How did they get to the NFC Championship? With a goddamn all-star roster. That's how they got there. With an all-star. They they tried to get there with Jimmy G. They didn't. They they weren't doing it. When this kid got in there, he turned it up and he took him to the NFC Championship game. When he got hurt, they. And lost. The shit was over with. Their season was done. He came back this year. He led them all the way back. They, they after the three game, three game uh, skid, we thought, oh, he's just Mr. Irrelevant. Lynch, he's he's part of the of the push and changing in the big pivot. He went out and signed Chase Young. Chase Young. That was a great that sign. Ro- that roster that was a great that sign. roster held. No, it's, it's a great roster. That that's all credit to John, to John Lynch. But even after that. The young guy, he he stepped, he picked it back up. And he got everybody involved. That's his job. Kyle Shanahan is an amazing coach. He he did what it took to get his young quarterback ready. This guy's been playing lights out, man. He had an amazing NFC championship game. And without him, they are not in the Super Bowl. Without him, they do not even have a chance to win the Super Bowl. So I hear Cam, 10th best, 6th best, it doesn't matter. The fact is, it's a team sport. He's on there. He's doing his job as the, as the starting quarterback. 
He's he's a franchise quarterback. He's broken legendary Steve Young, Joe Montana. He owns all the passing records in the history of the 49ers. It's a different era. It's a different era. It is a different era. It's, It's a bit different, but... These are facts. So I'm gonna say this. So so I'm gonna say this. So here is what so here is here is my thing. Because obviously it was a a big thing on me, and everybody's like, oh, he's switching up this and that. It's because people don't listen to me. Uh, I'm very, I'm very um, efficient with my words. Right? So what I said after the game is. He's now elevated himself. Brock Purdy has elevated himself above the Tua Tunga Valoas, the Kirk Cousins, the Dak Prescotts, the Justin Herberts, all of these people that we've seen have extremely successful years statistically. Why did I say that? Because none of them have been to Super Bowls, right? None of them have played in the moment that he played in and showed up. I'm also not blind, right? I also know that a football hit Vildor in his face it bounced off of his face, and Brandon Ayu caught it. I know that was a bad pass. I know when it came out of his hand, it looked like he threw it with his left hand, and he's right-handed. Like, I know that. Like, I can accept that. Like, I can watch him play and say, you don't have the arm talent of many of these guys. You're not the physical specimen of many of these guys. And all of those things are always going to make me think that certain people are better than him. But the proof is in the process. The proof is in the progress. And for him, in that moment, when Detroit made those mistakes, when those things happened, he had to make plays. And he did. And that's all he's asked to do. Now, did I switch up? No, because if I had an opportunity to draft, am I drafting Patrick Mahomes before him? Yes. Josh Allen? Yes. Lamar Jackson? Yes. Justin Herbert? Yes. C.J. Stroud? Yes. Joe Burrow? Yes. Matthew Stafford? Yes. And on and on down the line. And so when you start to go down that list of people, then yes, he gets pushed back behind a lot of them. But he don't play for all those teams. He plays for the San Francisco 49ers. And he is one game away from winning a championship. He has, in two years, accomplished what Jimmy Garoppolo did from 19 to 22. Because Jimmy Garoppolo also went to a Super Bowl, also went to the NFC Championship. It only legitimizes him and validates him if he wins it. And honestly, if he wins this one against who I think is the best quarterback I've ever seen, who I believe has an opportunity to be the greatest of all time, who's playing on the number two scoring defense in the world, there is nothing anybody could say because after that, like, you're actually just choosing to hate. Right. As good as Kirk Cousins has been at times, we know Kirk Cousins is limited physically, we say, but yeah, it shows up here. For this dude, it didn't, right? Even though he threw the interception in the first half, when it was time to be better than Jared Goff, he was. Jared missed two throws in that game. Right. You know, one to Jameer Gibbs, one to Sam Laporta. Those changed the game. And so I think that, like, all those things mixed in, it's sort of like, yeah, he's a good player. Do I think he's a great player? No. He's a good football player. He's a very good pro quarterback. Quarterbacks are ring counting. That's what it is. Because I, nobody in the world can tell me that Tom Brady's arm, ability, physicality, whatever, um, extension of plays is better than Patrick Mahomes. But why is the conversation had, RC? Because Tom has seven and Pat doesn't. 
You can't, there's no one, if you say it, we're going to wrestle on the cement if you say that Patrick Mahomes' arm, talent, no. and his ability so, to play quarterback so is better than Tom I would Tom like to Brady. answer that. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback that's ever played football. I saw that tweet. I think And Tom, I wanted to get into that. I think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Because I believe, he has rings, because he had a great defense, because I, he had no, a great head coach, I, they well, called well, a great well, defense? Because, because I do believe longevity, number of accomplishments, right, different things that go along into a resume are part of what greatness is. If I was asked on first take for one game who I'd take, i take Patrick Mahomes every time because I'm going to go with the more talented person. Because he's not only talented, he showed you he could lead, he showed you he's clutch, he showed you all the things Tom Brady showed you as well, and he's a more talented human, right? But I do believe what Tom Brady was able to accomplish, what Tom Brady was able to come, because you talk about the arm and all of those things, Tom Brady was one of the very few people that got more athletic and more physically talented as he got older. John Brady's parents had sex before Patrick Mahomes' parents had sex. Be quiet. That's, that's, that's why, why he's why, the greatest. That's why you're telling no, him. No, no. No, no, no. But Funny, that's what he's saying. Tom Brady has had more success than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is in his seventh year. Tom Brady played for 20 listen, years plus listen. 25 years. Is that the only if reason? Tom, if, if, if Patrick Mahomes II and, his, and they had sex earlier than Tom Edgar Brady, whatever his daddy's name is, Patrick Mahomes would be Tom Brady right so can now. I, can I use the argument? Nine. Can I use Bro, the argument that RC what, just presented? You, I, uh, when I mentioned that Brock Purdy holds all of the Niners records, we're in a different era. We're in a different era. If Tom was able to play his entire career in this era, I think there's an opportunity where Tom can prove you wrong. And let me say this. Would you? If stop. Tom was Chill a bingo, if Tom you, was a you, Cincinnati Bengal, he would Chill, not have seven Chill championships. Out. Let me let me say this. RC, when you mentioned uh, you would take uh, Patrick Mahomes over Tom Brady, is this is when both of them are in their prime? Yes. Okay. I'm asking you this. Do you guys know that a 40-year-old Tom Brady kicked Patrick Mahomes' ass twice? I'd love to. I'd love to talk about that. Patrick Mahomes, scored, Patrick Mahomes scored 30-something points in that game, and Frank Clark jumped off sides. And there was, and that was a big part of him losing that game. Patrick Mahomes, he didn't kick Patrick Mahomes' tail. Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl had no offensive linemen, and two footballs hit two Kansas City Chiefs in the face, in the end zone. He did win, though. He did win. He, in this league, what is it about? This is my cop-out question. Wins. It's about wins. It and and then when we, when we go, unless you're a historian or a guy like R.C. who actually studies the game from A to Z, inside out. Yeah. You 20, don't want facts. 20, 20 years from now, ain't nobody going to be saying, <laughs> well, it was because of Robert Clark and this person <laughs> did this. They're going to say, this mother two and oh. He's two. <laughs> this is the goat. Robert Clark. This nigga named Frank Clark, friend. Robert Clark it's was the goat boy from the crib <laughs> who just passed. Rest in peace, Robert uh, Clark. Yeah, no, I, I was I, thinking I, I about think, the OG at home, I, I man. Do think, I do but think even, that is, to, um, even to you, the guys that played for the payment were Edge and Joseph Adai and dudes that played. I, Fred, if I really thought about it, the running backs you were better than, but you were on a bad team. You were on a small market team. You were on a team that didn't have anything else around you, and you were the main event. When you look back at teams that you played on, like who was running the league when you were there, Freddie, put you in New England as young Freddie. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm that's, saying. Like, that's, 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 what, that's, that's, that's where Brady that's, was. That's part of it. Like, I, I think that 
I think that all of that's part of it. Obviously, the best and greatest are very subjective thoughts. But, you know, and I said this when I played, Tom Brady is the greatest, was the greatest quarterback I played against. Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback I played against because Tom Brady did beat us here a lot, yeah. right? He beat us there. But when we beat Tom Brady there, he couldn't beat us. We beat Aaron Rodgers there a lot. And the couple of times we played him, it didn't really matter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just, didn't, it just didn't matter. But it's like, you know, you think about those things and how team building works, right? And then now you look at a team like the Dallas Cowboys. The season ends, you have family members tweeting and posting and all these things are going crazy, like bickering. Jerry Jones making statements about, you know, well, I already told y'all, like, what Dak did, none of that disproved anything I felt about him. He's, we're going to go as far as he takes us. And then he said, but I'm all in on bringing in more players. And Michael was excited about that, saying, I've been here three years. I've seen a lot. I'm ready to see those things. But it brings me to more the point of, like, sort of the infighting we see going on, right? And you think about families, organizations, whatever it is, when you start to have dissension amongst the ranks. To y'all, what is the best way to to go about that, because this was my statement, and I always said it, right? Like, Pittsburgh was sort of, it wasn't, like, you've been around, we were together, but it was, like, different. You know, there were players who didn't rock with certain players. And I used to always tell people, listen, all my friends ain't my teammates, all my teammates ain't my friends, right? We gotta learn to work together. When you look at that sort of thought process, do you feel that everybody has to be on the same page all the time for something to be ultimately successful? I mean, as in reach the potential and the heights of everything it is, not just be good, right? Because if you're talented enough, you can be good. Do you feel that sort of chemistry and synergy is needed for success? I do. I feel as if everybody has to be on the same, everybody don't gotta be friends. I love what you said. I could be your teammate, yeah, all my friends ain't my teammates. All my, all teammates, my teammates ain't, ain't my, friends. my friends. It's people that I never talk to. I never call on a Friday night to hang out. I never hang out. But you all have to be pushing towards that ultimate goal, mm -hmm. and you all have to know what what the ultimate goal is. Mm -hmm. I can't undermine anybody. Do, do, do we have the greatest quarterback of all time? No. Speaking of Dallas, no. Do we have this? Do we have that? No. You all have to understand where you're at, where you're deficiencies are, where your strengths, your weaknesses are, and don't let people on the outside talk about that. Don't let people on the outside know how you feel about it. People have to be lined up. And I think that's what the Steelers did, to your point. Mm -hmm. Bro, you, Pot, Foot, Peasy, C. Hamp, all the dudes I know that I know through you or Peasy that I, they'll never talk bad about anybody else. And that's the thing with, with Mike, and Micah didn't talk bad at whatever no, uh, Dak didn't talk bad, but his brother did, and all that stuff. And they're and they're they're putting that on the team, and I think Jerry opens that up because Jerry's so free about that stuff. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't need to be in the streets. And I think that's the thing with a family, and that's what the team is—a family. Bro, you can you can say whatever you want, feel whatever you want, but you got to talk about it in the family. I would love Micah's people, CD's people, uh, Dak's people to talk to them about it. But once you put it out in the streets, that ain't helping nothing. You're either helping or hurting. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a Nick Saban thing. I played for Saban. 
It's a Bill Belichick type approach. And I know that's dying, but I don't think that thought is dying in sports. You can feel the way you feel, keep it in house. Keep all that shit in house. Don't tell the world, because what's that gonna help if 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 the beat reporter or the columnist knows that I don't I don't appreciate what the GM's doing or the head coach is doing? What is that helping us? How is that helping us get better? And I think that's the thing, even in family. All of us know about family now. All of us know about our people. If I, if I have a problem with somebody in my family, what is it going to help to tell somebody outside the family that I have a problem with what this person's doing? What are they going to do for us to get better? Are you just venting? Because venting is bitch shit. Right. Venting's what you do. What they call it? Pillow talking? Whatever you want to call it now. Is that called pillow talking? You know, I tell you what Coach T calls it. Coach T says, if you're talking to someone about your problems who can't help you solve your problems, you just sports bitching. You're sports bitching. So pillow <laughs> yeah. talking, sports bitching, yeah. whatever Mike T. And I love Mike T. Y'all yeah. know I love Mike T, Mike so I'm going to steal that phrase. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, what is it? He said, if you're talking to somebody that can't solve your problems about your problems, you sports bitching. Sports bitching. <laughs> what, why is the point of telling somebody that can't Mike solve T. it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why is the point of telling somebody that can't solve a problem your problem? What are you going to do? There's an action and there's a reaction. reaction. What's the reaction to why you're telling that person this information? Key point you made was keeping it in-house. You know, learning how to mitigate distractions. In sports, if you just keep things in-house and not allow a whole lot of what's going on to leak outside, where now the media's dumping fuel on the fire or, or gas on the fire or whatever, then things get worse. Then guys start pointing fingers and start looking at each other sideways, and that's just the added problem to the situation. It's like any other, like a marriage. Like, we can have our shit, we can fuss at each other all night, curse each other every day, know we got some shit going on, but as soon as they know, now somebody can try to infiltrate that and try to really, you know, wedge us apart completely. But you guys talked about uh, Coach T and, and bitching and moaning, it brings me to something I saw on, on, on Instagram. Period. Kotex. I hate, I hate to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up, though. Kotex, we're about 12 days away from Valentine's Day, right? Kotex, they're running a campaign. Will you have period sex? Y'all ever had period sex? Because period, they talking about be bitching and this and that. Like, will you run a red light? Will you Man, get bloody, on. muddy, bloody, whatever? Like, I'm gonna tell you, I ain't uh, doing it. Just say, it's, it's a, um, who was that? Was that Socrates? Uh, philosopher. Socrates, Plato. Some, one of them smart philosophers said something one time. I think it was, uh, walk through mud, blood. Oh. If you walk through mud, you can wash your shoes off. Cheney. Can't you wash your off? You, you can't be serious. You, you're what not serious. What is going on? Y'all not, it, it's a different, it's a different, it's a different feeling because it's a different lubrication. But man, yeah, man, get in the shower. What, what, this, that, listen, I don't, I don't deal, I don't deal, I don't dabble in, in all that, there's a certain time of the day, certain time of the month, certain time of the year. It's action time, it's action time. Can you look down? Cause like just the sight of blood, it's like man, sight you, of blood. What? The sight of blood? You gonna give me that funny Marco look? 
Freddie, what are you talking about? No. If there's there's different it, levels to freaky. Like, is that a fetish? Like, Socrates what do you have going said, on? walk through mud blood. How do you know Socrates said that? I read it somewhere. I don't believe that's <laughs> what Socrates it was said. I don't no, think well, at least Kotex's gonna give you a box of chocolates. And listen, that's not, about not all on that. Okay, I tell you this. On Valentine's Day. Heavy flow days. Heavy flow days, you can slow down. What days are those? But on the back end, day one and day two. Day three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, Chad. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get this. Hey, Chad. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Crazy. Majority. Chad, Chad, Chad. There's no way Bro. it's seven days and five of them are low flow days. Channing, that's an impossibility, bro. RC, Maybe it's ever, like four days. Do y'all see There's them? There's no way you I know how seven, much blood that five, is. They gonna be dead, Do y'all see those little boxes? Do y'all see those little boxes? It says heavy, medium, light. If you in the medium area, bitch. That's a punk We fan. add it. We add it. So Asia, you, you, Asia, we add it. So what's the key? You looking at the box? What's the key? What's you say, the key? all right, we it's got stupid. a medium box. What's the key? Put a towel down. We got white towels for guests, and we got black towels in our bedroom. And the black towels ain't for just normal. The black towels are for a certain time. Man, you got to go. Black towels. And to be honest, y'all are selfish. Because the menstrual cycle, it, it hurts. You know, the women hurt like they have a time. A good pounding lightens everything up. A good. So does that when does, you run it, to that back? When you go to that back though. So is it sort of like when, like, <laughs> so, so like, so it's like, is it like when somebody's ankle hurting and you like punch them in the arm and you like, no, oh, did it take it, the pain that. away? It's rehab. I'm glad you asked that. It's rehab, right? So what what happened when your ankle hurt? When they want to stretch it out? So then they, now they got the now they got the cramps. You got to stretch out the cramps. <laughs> it's not a thing, Chan. It, it is a thing. It's not a Where thing. Where you I from? Y'all haven't tried Where it. Where are you from? I'm from real life. Channing. You got to stretch out the cramps. Channing, that's not a thing. You got to go, you got to, you got to go chip, you got to go chip the hair. RC. You got to go chip the hair. Mike, Mike T. Y'all don't I go chip the hair. RC. Do y'all ever go chip the hair? Tip, tip. You. <laughs> tip, tip, tip. Right there when it's about to slip out. You. Hey. I just want to go on record and apologize to all the Stiller Nation <laughs> and Mike T. Uh, coaching points and I, quotes. I, listen, I want to go on and say that's the action of what goes on. You have to, you have to, that's called therapy. That's coochie therapy. Well, sorry, Kotex. Well, back to, I'm going to swing this all the way back around to the conversation that started with the Cowboys. Because um, I don't have anything to say about that. Um, I do believe. <laughs> I, I do believe that there is something to be said for the consistency of humans. I don't believe that, like, everybody's a great human. No. Right? And I don't believe that even great humans are great humans a thousand percent of the time. One perfect. One perfect. And he died after 33 years because the rest of the world was so imperfect, he had to give that life, and they took that life. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, the thing for me is... I like to know what I get every single day. You know, like I want to be sure that like this is this is what we're here for and this is how we're here. 
And like, we all do it, right? We all have, like, we all have one person. You know what I'm saying? Because like, if you hold everything in all the time, you'd freaking lose it. You know what I'm saying? If, if I'm not getting the rock at work or if they're not throwing me the ball, like, yeah, I'm gonna go home and be like, hey man, you don't know what I'm dealing with. Trayvon, when he tweeted about Steph that time, like, man, y'all don't really know what's going on. It's because like, if I got a brother who under, his brother understands that life more than anybody else's brother can understand that life, I'm gonna share it with him, right? But there is, there is a fragment at any time when you let other people in. You know, like when you look at, like when you look at marriage, for instance, you know, and it's like so many marriages have made it through infidelity. Most of the time, because the woman is just stronger than that man is, right? And you hear so many times, it's not even necessarily about the, the physicality that an affair creates as much as it is it's like you let somebody else in on something that was supposed to be ours right and and it's so much of that betrayal which i understand it doesn't doesn't mean i'm perfect and have always made every right decision but i get that you know what i mean and i think when you look at friendships when you look at relationships or or you look at teammates or you look at business partners or whatever it is it's like okay man like there has to be there has to be something here that we hold sacred and what happens is like when that sacredness is broken and that trust is gone, it does make it difficult to ever be what you once were, right? Like if something cracks, you know what I'm saying? Like the reason they don't just put the same backboard up after it breaks is because it's now faulty, mm. right? It's now not the same piece. And I think like that's what, like when we make decisions and we're put in these different places where we have to show who we are, it's like we also have to realize the consequence of failing. We gotta realize the consequence of, of weakness. Like we gotta realize the consequence of like, there has to like at some point, there gotta be something that ties us together. And, and, and all the time it's not like the same thing, right? Like your thing might not be my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you might be, or your or Freddie's thing might be, I don't know, Freddie's thing might be, you know what man? Like, what, the one thing that I can't take from somebody is this, right? And my thing might be a whole other thing, right? And what has to happen in a relationship, a friendship, a, a team, is I gotta go, I actually care about you so much. I care about what we are trying to accomplish so much. Even though your thing isn't my thing, I have to make your thing my thing so you know I care. Like, that's the way we show each other, like, I rock with you, yeah. you know? And so, like, if I'm on a team and my brother is saying something about you, there is no way you can separate that from me. Like you can't, you know? And so I think that like, like that's the, the hardest part about like relationships and all these things. It's like, man, how do, how do I live and how do I continue to be myself? I continue to be comfortable because sometimes man, like, and I know this is not, I know people are not gonna like this. Like, sometimes like we just do effed up things because they make us feel good. So, and I'm not and I'm not so, talking so, about, yeah, so. I'm not talking about like the big effed up things. No. It could be something little. It's like, you know what? Like I know I wasn't supposed to do this, but it made me feel better. You know? And then we but we don't sometimes see how that feeling better for me is going to affect that person because I'm not even connecting them because in my mind, I'm actually not doing that to you. I'm doing it for me. 
You know what I'm saying? And I think, and I think that like, you know, so many times like that's when we see, you know, stuff get torn, and it's like it's why honestly it's why like old unmarried chicks just go get young dudes now. You know, I mean, she Jayla Green got him an old cougar. Oh. The Diggs brothers, they got cougars. Uh, Jalen Brown from the Celtics. What you, what, what's a cougar? Well, I think is it, the, is it, I think, is it an age on I, th I think like I think like the age gaps in these are like 17, like 10, like 15. I think one's like 14. So like it's like it's a big gap. It's big gaps. But I feel like it's cool because like men been do men be doing that junk all the time. <laughs> I was I was gonna ask like what people the, like have an issue with it. You know, people are almost praising Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. No, they that's dead wrong because you know that's what they like did? You know, that's a double up. Freddie T, you know what they did? They're going to leave some of these babies fatherless because they're 100. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they're, they're, hey, they are going to leave them with a, with a package. Hey, Jen, Jen, you they, can't be 80 with a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> it's over for what, what if, what if, What if they're saying, you know what, man, I've made so much money and I've done so much and we're talking about legacy, we're talking they about pretty situation. That ain't going to raise them. Tricking. <laughs> that ain't no, going to raise them. It ain't tricking if you got it. <laughs> yeah, some reason somebody <laughs> said that. But, but like no. RC was alluding to, he's <laughs> talking about a double standard. Men have been doing it and all that stuff. But if men do it, along those lines, RC, there's a very narrow margin where it's considered almost statutory rape. Or, you know, well, you know what I'm saying? But, like, but it's, like, it's, so, it's, so like, it's, it's not, it's not statutory rape. So like, so like, it's creepy. It's creepy. So like, so say like, okay, 50 year old guy. The 50 year old guy. 21. Gets gets divorced, mm -hmm. right? He's back, but and normally these guys are wealthy, right? Because yeah. the young, because a lot of young women aren't trying to talk to dudes that old if there isn't some sort of benefit in it, mm -hmm. right? If there's just some sort of comfort. Back on the prowl. If it is some sort of comfort. So let's say, 50 year old dude, Freddie T. 25-year-old woman. Right. Right? I, I could be your daddy. But I don't see, but is there something wrong with that? Is it is it, it only is, when they sign up to be in a relationship? Or is it just if they just but, is, is that it, one thing versus a relationship like But love the, the, is love, the, but isn't love everything love? Jump, love is love. I, I hear that, Chan, but sometimes when you just it ain't love. It's the glove and the and the meat and the, all that other and stuff. And the meat. But in this situation that R.C. Did presented... Just, did he just say the glove and the meat? And the love? I don't know. It felt like he was tenderizing it, like nigga hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like, hey, what is... Is, is you in the hey, glove hey, and the meat? Is you in color? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. Hey, hey, it's nasty. It's, it's you know what an OG told me? Oh, Michael Jackson, sex heaven. OG told me if you risk the biscuit, you can get the brisket. That went over a lot of y'all heads. Yeah, I missed that up. <laughs> if you risk the brisket, if you risk paying the bread, okay, you can get the meat, the brisket. You can like all right. All right. But 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 is it, but, but is it a, <laughs> risk the brisket? Why do mm. in, in, in these situations though, right? We're talking about very well-to-do young men, right? It's, it's not like they're just dating the 24-year-old. Or the 21, 22 year old that's going, that just got out of community college. They're dating they don't want the Jalen Greens, the Stefan Diggs, the Trayvon Diggs, the Jalen Browns, right? And so I think people 
people don't just see it as cougarism. They see it it's as gold digging. gold digging. It's gold digging. But is it? Like, why can't they just... Because I feel like women, women want to be supported. Women want to feel safe. Women want to feel taken care of. And, is it, is it, and, men, and men can't... Like, historically, and I know there's rich people out there, there's rich women, there's successful women, but have you ever... Have you ever... Have y'all ever looked at a woman and said she's a gold digger? I mean, have you ever looked at a man and said he's a gold digger? Yeah. The one that just asked Gail for four G's. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's four G's. He asked her to pay. To pay. No, no. They, these this, are no, no, no. Situations. I'm, I'm swinging it, Freddie. I'm swinging it, Freddie. Have you go. ever, let have you go. ever, the, the phrase gold digger is, is it ever attached to a man? No. Very Why seldom. Not? Why not? So, because men are. And these are gender, you only get real, these are gender roles. But Let's I, be honest, but these you, are gender roles. You pushed back on me when I was talking about men who married successful women and then took alimony. Remember, yes. you pushed back on me, and I was like, I don't like that. Like, I, I feel like that is in some way some sort of gold diggerism. It is. Right, so I think that I think men can no, be called it, but gold it's not digger. gold digger. It's, 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 it's what happens. You marry a successful, rich person, and it's what... Al What's the name? What's alimony? What's spousal support? Yeah. I've lived a certain way, and I need to live that way. And we even talked about it in that episode we were talking about yeah. this, where you live the way because you're with me. Mm-hmm. If you're not with me anymore... You should not supposed to live that way. You should not live that way anymore. <laughs> because you're not with me, the rich mother... <laughs> Honestly, bro, that alimony shit, no, like, I don't agree with it. Like, you're with me, and I've given you this, this life. You're not with me anymore. Your ass needs to eat ramen noodles again. Well, but a lot of times, or some of the time, you cannot be with me anymore because of me. And if it's because it of me, then, play. right, like, it's, it's the not like... But, but, but the, gen- the gender role thing is that naturally it's the man that's the money earner. Right? Yeah. 99% of it. And I know it's successful women it's, out there, it's, and I'm not saying it's, that, it's, but 99% it's, of it is that the man was, is the what one. What was the thing we talked about when we talked about the Cheesecake Factory? I think you made a comment. Who had to, to pay spousal support? The, the, the singer. Oh, Ariana Grande had to. See, so uh, that was a flip. Kelly that Clarkson had to. Adele that's had to. Mary J. Blige had to. That's the 1% that I'm talking about yeah. that we know about. In this but particular people, case, it's the men that have to. Is it gold digging when. When these women, I'm not going to say all of them, but these women are doing, like, they have their own money, right? Yeah. In some of these cases. Yes. So are they considered gold diggers? Or is it a situation oh, it, where it's a, just a status thing, like this young guy who maybe approached me because he thought I was something, right? All of these, first of all, all four of the guys that were on the, on, on the, uh, the, the list. age list that was on Lil Duval's page, they're all making $100 million. Yeah. Well, Jalen Green's going to get it on his next contract because yeah. he's younger. But everybody else has made $100 million or more. Is it a situation where maybe they just, you know, wanted to be with these women because they thought these women were... Good. One, one of them, first off. You know what I'm saying? Well, first off, they're fine. And they're, and they're, and they're good-looking women. And, what, and, and to me, to me too, though, and, like, this is something I had to learn as I got older, is, like, things happen in your proximity, Right within things happen within your reach. Yep. You know what I'm saying? There are there are women that from that would find you attractive just simply based on your physical looks. Right. I know oh, that. Oh, no, that happens talking, all the time, time to me. Uh, <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is right. It's like 
<laughs> but 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 you aren't in a you aren't in a tax bracket or you haven't succeeded enough or you don't run in a circle where our paths cross yes. or where we're not in a place where I feel like the things I do in the places I go or the things that you can do in the places that you could go. So what happens in these situations is like we feel like we can all do that, right? You know, when you look, I think what is Drea, it's uh, Bernice, like I don't can't remember the other two right, right now offhand, but I think that's it as well. It's like yes she is beautiful or she is fine or I do find her attractive, but she's also at least have some level of status. Like I'm not dating like the real fine girl who hasn't done anything, who don't have anything. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's part of it too. And then like for those, like for those women, it's like, man, this dude gonna treat me good. Like I don't really care what AG is. Like he's gonna be able to do things for me that I wanna do. I'm gonna be able to go places that I wanna go. I'm gonna be able to live a certain way that I wanna live. You know, no, we're not married, but we're in a relationship. Like I can do those things. And to them, it's like it's better than being with a broke dude who's gonna treat me bad, right? I might as well be with somebody who's doing those things. So like I don't have a problem with it. I think what happens is, is and when you become <laughs> because when you become public like that, people always read your resume. Right, and what I, cause, cause, because what happens is they go, okay, this time you're dating Jalen Green, but who was before him? And what did he do for a living? Athlete, everybody athlete, else. Athlete, athlete, everybody athlete, else, athlete, every, athlete, everyone athlete, else, athlete. Channing. I don't know it. On that list, everyone else has yeah. seemed to have gotten a pass. The only person that didn't get a pass was, uh, was it Drea? Mm -hmm. Because they're, they're saying now that she's possibly pregnant yeah. from the young boy. Yeah. Yeah. So they're saying it's nasty. I, I mean, I don't, it's that's messy. It's just too, messy across all social if media. If I was a 40-year-old woman, I know I'm running out of eggs. So I got to have some of these eggs capitalized. You can freeze them. No, Jack. Them old, them, them, them eggs, them, them 40 to 50 eggs, they get all, they get all crumbly. Crumbly. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Tony. Yeah, they make they they what, they, what, they what's they, ASAP Rocky real quick. Who is ASAP Rocky? Rihanna's, Rihanna's man. Is he uh, a gold the digger? father of Rihanna? He's not too. a gold digger. Because he's also successful. Because he, he got digger. bread. Like without without Rihanna, ASAP Rocky, they divorced now. ASAP good. ASAP good. How you know? ASAP good. How you know? ASAP good. <laughs> the bitch that work at Walmart. <laughs> that rich millionaire woman, the cougar. He's there, and if it's not, he's going back to eat ramen noodles and mayonnaise. <laughs> mayonnaise is the end of the show, man. <laughs> mayonnaise. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cow, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cow, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Where I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the